0: You're listening to Worship Life Radio with Pastor Holland Davis of Calvary Chapel San Clemente on today's edition. The biblical standard is still 100% accuracy.
1: There are those that say, oh, we're in the New Testament. It's not the same. It's, it's no, we're, it's, that's not true. Well, I don't know what Bible they're reading because the Bible doesn't change. The word of God doesn't change. And when someone tells me that person has the office of a prophet and they're not
0: 100% and they're claiming to be a prophet, the Bible says that their end isn't very good. Throughout the years, there have been countless individuals who seek to distort, corrupt, or manipulate God's written Word. In most cases, this often comes in the form of false prophecies, or claiming that things have changed between the Old and New Testaments. However, as Pastor Holland will remind you in his message today, God's Word is unchanging and absolutely accurate. In his study, you'll learn about the stern warning that Scripture gives to those who would either distort prophecy or claim prophecies of their own. Let's join Pastor Holland in the book of Leviticus chapter 23 as he continues his message, Are We Living in the Last Days?
1: I believe when the church is raptured, it will cause a a crisis in the world. And a leader will rise up and step onto the world stage. He'll probably have a message of peace. He'll say, hey guys... We gotta band together. We gotta work together. This is an an incredible event that just happened. We've gotta join together as humanity and he will make a treaty between Israel and the Arab nations for seven years. And the day the treaty is signed, seven years later to that day, Jesus will return. And I believe that the treaty will be signed On the 10th day of the 7th month of the Jewish calendar. It's just a thought. It will involve the building of the third temple. And I think possibly what he will say is, Hey, let's agree to a Palestinian state. And in exchange, Israel has the right to build a third temple. And here's the thing. Israel is looking for a Messiah today. They're looking for the Messiah. And they believe the Messiah will rebuild their temple. And so if whoever it is that steps up and says, I will rebuild your temple, that person will be hailed as the Messiah. And it will and, uh, and Israel will begin sacrifices. And as I looked at in our Passover Seder, and I showed pictures of actual items that are being built, that are already constructed and tested and working and ready to go, Already ready to be placed into the third temple. We know that they're training the Kohanim, the Levitical priests, to begin serving in the temple. They have all the recipes to make the incense and, and the oil and everything. They're ready to go. All they need is the temple. In fact, they even say they have a red heifer, which is essential to beginning temple sacrifices. And they're doing this because they fully expect, as they've been looking at the word of God, they are discerning the times. And they're saying that the time is soon that Messiah is going to rebuild the temple and we're going to begin temple sacrifices. So they are ready to go in a moment's notice. Three and a half years into this treaty, he will bring an end to sacrifices and offerings. And it says, on the wing of abomination shall be one who makes desolate. Now, for us, we don't really understand the significance of that statement because we're not Jewish. But in Jewish history, this is a very, this points to a very significant event. It has a specific historic reference. And it refers to Antiochus uh, Epiphanes, who brought idols into the temple. And desecrated the temple and slaughtered a pig on the altar of prayer, the altar of incense. And he did this on purpose to violate the temple. And what I believe is going to happen is that this world leader called the Antichrist will declare after three and a half years, Hey, your book says that this is a house of prayer for all nations. So all nations should be able to come here and pray. All nations should be able to have their prayer place in this temple. Idols need to be in this temple. Hindu gods, Buddha, everyone should be allowed to set up their idol in that temple in order to pray to their God. It's wrong for Israel to have exclusive use of the temple. And he'll order that all religions be allowed to use it. And he will order Israel to allow idols into the temple in an attempt to desecrate the temple. And here's what's going to happen. Israel's going to say, no way. No way is that going to happen. You're going to have to walk over our dead bodies. And so Antichrist is going to say, all right, have it your way. And he's going to declare war on the nation of Israel. This will be the third and final war. And he will gather the nations of the world against Israel, and they will stage their armies in the Jezreel Valley, which is just a few days' walk from Jerusalem, and it's the only place that's big enough where several nations could gather the men that would to surround Jerusalem. They could do it right there. It's a place also known as Armageddon, or in our terminology, Armageddon. They will march against Jerusalem. And when they arrive in the valley of Jehoshaphat, now the valley of Jehoshaphat is on the east side of the city and it's a tight, it's tight quarters. But they're going to surround the city. They're going to be outside the walls of the city. And when that happens, Israel is going to cry out to God. They are going to cry out to be rescued, just like they did in Exodus chapter 1. And what does the Bible say? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And at that moment, Jesus himself, the Messiah, will come and rescue Israel. In Revelation 19, it tells us that Jesus will come with the armies of heaven. Who are the armies of heaven? It's you and I, the raptured church. Those of us who have been raptured before will be coming in riding on war horses, on stallions, on white horses. That's why I tell people you need to ride horses now. You need to learn how to ride a horse. You don't want to embarrass all of us. Fall off your horse in the middle, middle of battle. We're just going to put you at the back of the line and you won't get a good view of anything. And so um, learn how to ride your horse And the Bible says that out of his mouth goes a sharp sword. What is that? The word of God. The word of God is the sword. And with his word, he will strike the nations and destroy the armies of the nations like he did the armies of Pharaoh. And the Bible says on that day, on the 10th day of the 7th month, Israel will recognize their Messiah. This will happen, I believe, on the Day of Atonement. That's what the 10th day of the month of Tishri, or the 7th month, is. Zechariah 12, verses 10-12 through says, And I will pour on the house of David, and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the spirit of grace and supplication, and they will look on me whom they have pierced, Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son, and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. And in that day there shall be a great mourning in Jerusalem, like the mourning at Hadad Ramon in the place of Megiddo. And the land shall mourn every family by itself. Seven years after the covenant is signed with Israel, the tenth day of the seventh month, will be a national day of repentance for the nation of Israel. Worship Life Radio with Holland Davis will continue right after this. Hi, this is Holland Davis, and I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in San Clemente. And I just want to take a moment and invite you to come and visit us at one of our Sunday morning services or to our midweek Bible study. Calvary Chapel San Clemente is a Jesus people community right here in the city of San Clemente, California. You know, we identify with our roots in the Jesus movement because that's where I came to Christ. And of course, that's where Calvary Chapel was born. When you come to our church, you're going to find a church that loves to worship the Lord with song. We love to study God's word verse by verse, and we love to share the love of God with other people. If that's the kind of church you're looking for, consider visiting us. You can find out all about us online at CalvarySanCamini.org. We look forward to worshiping with you
0: soon, and may God richly bless you. Now, let's continue with today's edition of Worship Life Radio. And Zechariah tells us that
1: a fountain will be opened for the house of David to wash away their sin. And idolatry will be cut off from them. You see, that is the whole point God has uh, of, of the seven-year tribulation. God wants to deliver Israel from the demonic powers that have manipulated and taken them into captivity. The things that they have given themselves over to. God wants to liberate them and forgive their sin. so Because he wants to restore his relationship with them. But here's what Zechariah also says in that day. He says, all the prophets who prophesied lies in the name of the Lord will be killed. They'll be run through with a sword. And may I remind those who claim to have the office of a prophet, that the biblical standard is still 100% accuracy. There are those that say, oh, we're in the New Testament, it's not the same. It's, it's No, we're, it, that's not true. Well, I don't know what Bible they're reading because the Bible doesn't change. The Word of God doesn't change. And when someone tells me that person has the office of a prophet and they're not 100% and they're claiming to be a prophet, The Bible says that their end isn't very good, that you're supposed to take them out and stone them because they're misrepresenting the word of God. And let me just say that in every way possible, yes, this is a shot fired across someone's boat. If you're a prophet and you're listening to this, be 100% accurate or don't speak. Keep your mouth shut. It's for your own health and safety. People that try to tell you that the standard has changed are exchanging God's word for their word, and they are false prophets. And um, I just got to say also, the reason why I believe that so many people today are looking for a word is because they've left God's word. They're not listening to God's word. And if you're listening to God's word, you have the sure word of prophecy. And any word that someone gives you is only going to confirm what he's already revealed in his word. And I learned that from my pastor, Chuck Smith. The final feast day is the Feast of Tabernacles. And during the Feast of Tabernacles, booths were to set up in the wilderness to remind them that Messiah would set up his kingdom on earth. And I believe during the Feast of Tabernacles, Jesus will establish his literal kingdom on earth, and it will happen on the 15th day of the seventh month. Now again, I'm not a prophet, I'm not the son of a prophet, I'm just a Bible teacher, and the dates are not my dates, these are appointed dates by God, appointed feasts that God has set in his calendar, and the same accuracy that God used to fulfill the spring feast, it will be with the same accuracy that he will fulfill the fall feast. God doesn't fudge. God doesn't give you just kind of a roundabout thing. He's very exact, and we're going to find out how exact he is as he fulfills these feasts. So, when I look at the current pandemic, And I asked, is it a sign of the last days? Are we in the last days? The first thing I have to tell you is that Joel prophesied that the last days would begin when the summer harvest began, when the Holy Spirit was poured out. That would be a sign of the last days. And in Acts chapter 2, that happened. So since Acts chapter 2, we've been living in the last days. But are we living in the last of the last days? Well, Matthew 24, verses 7 through 8 says, For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows, or labor pains. And a labor pain means that something is coming. That it's coming soon. It doesn't mean it's here, but it means it's coming soon. So Jesus said, when you see... Pestilences, And what a pestilence is, it's, it's a disease with a large number of deaths. He's explaining a pandemic. So when you see a pandemic, this is just the start of birth pains. What do we call those? Braxton Hicks pains. They're false labor. It's not the real labor, but it lets us know that the real labor is about to happen. It's not the delivery, but it lets us know that the delivery is about to happen. But here's the sign of the last days that it tells us in the same passage. The sign will be the preaching of the gospel in all the world to a witness to all the nations. And then Jesus said, then the end will come. And so, I believe we're at the beginning of birth pains. God has gotten the attention of the world. Every nation is being sheltered. And we're told if we're sheltered in our homes, we'll be safe. And those who have gotten sick, it's because they've gone out. They haven't been sheltered in their homes. But it's not the end. But I do believe that God is speaking to the world right now. I believe that God is prophetically speaking through this event. And I believe because of the timing of this pandemic being around Passover uh, is significant. And because this is the first time since Exodus that the nations of the world are sheltering in their homes while death is all around. I believe that God is telling the world that I have not forgotten my covenant with Israel. I have not forgotten the nation of Israel. And the very first thing that I told them to remember when I delivered them out of Exodus was Passover. It was the very first thing. And now God has brought us all back, the whole world back, do the very first thing, sheltered in home over Passover, while death surrounds us. But notice what happened after Passover. There was a mighty deliverance. God delivered Israel. And I believe that God is bringing a mighty deliverance that will result in millions of people coming to Christ. It's going to result in people coming to Christ All over the world. It's going to happen all over. Someone asked me, will the economy recover? Will it be business as usual? And I said, it won't matter. It's not going to matter. We're going to be so busy preaching the gospel of the kingdom. In all the world as a witness to the nations. It will be one last move of God. And then the end will come. Because summer harvest will be over. This is, this is the last gathering in. The last gathering in. And here's my concern. That when the trumpet sounds, when summer harvest is finished, there are going to be millions of people at that moment realizing they were wrong and wishing that they had surrendered their lives To Jesus Christ. But it will be too late. Because the rapture. Has already happened. You see God. Has given us. Time. God is giving us time. And if you. Don't know Christ. God is giving you. Time. To turn to him. But that time. Is going to come to an end. When? We don't know. But everything around us tells us that it's soon. Could be next year. Could be on September 7th of next year. I'm not naming dates. I'm just saying it's a very interesting combination of dates falling on one thing that are very significant. It could be that you're a Uh, a believer that hasn't been living your life in alignment with God. And God is saying to you, it's time. It's time. It's time to get back into fellowship. It's time to get back into church. It's time to quit living for yourself. It's time to start living for something else, something greater. It's time to start living for the Lord. It's time to join a community of believers who will know you, who you will know, who you will pour into, who you will minister to, and who will minister to you. It's time to allow yourself to be used by God in a significant way. If you're in retirement, let me just say, it's time to come out of retirement and to step into the Lord's work and to do what God has for us to do, to be his representatives. You are his representative. What kind of a representative are you? You're representing him. Represent him well. And this is the reality of the times that we're in. And again, I'm not a prophet. I'm not the son of a prophet. I'm just looking at the scriptures and as I was looking at the scriptures, the Lord told me that 2020 would not be a year of clear vision or a year of provision and of great blessing and prosperity. The Lord told me it would be a year of tested vision. And the Lord told me that it would be a year of storms. But He told me that we would thrive in the storms, not just survive the storms but thrive if we listened to him. And here is the reality for you and I. Are you going to listen to him? You may not have tomorrow. You may not have another moment. You may not have five minutes. Now is the time, the Bible says. Today is the day. What day is it for you? And I pray it's a day that you will surrender your life to Jesus Christ. That you will stop living for yourself, whether you're a believer or an unbeliever. That you will stop living it your way, what's convenient for you, what fits your schedule. And you will do it God's way. Because he has set appointments. He has an appointed time. And he has an appointed time every week for you at church. And he's there. Are you? Are you there? He's there. Are you? Friends, we want you to know how special you are to us, but more importantly, we want you to know how special you are to God. God loves you. And he gave everything for you so that you could have eternal life. His son Jesus died on the cross for your sins so that you could be forgiven and you could know that you're going to spend eternity in heaven. Why don't you pray this simple prayer, mean it with all your heart, and make that decision to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, to say, Jesus, I surrender to you. Forgive me for living my life without you. I don't want to live without you anymore. I want to live for you, Forgive me for breaking your law and fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the power to live for you all the days of my life. And if you pray that prayer, you can have the assurance that you're going to spend eternity with Jesus in heaven.
0: And I look forward to spending that eternity with you. You've been listening to Worship Life Radio with Pastor Holland Davis. As we wrap up today's message, we want to give you the opportunity to partner with us in ministry. This radio broadcast is, in a way, a virtual mission field. We're praying that every time a message is shared, someone's heart is drawn to Jesus. We pray for grace to be known and for lives to be changed. Would you join us in lifting up your fellow listeners to the Lord? Ask God to protect them and draw them closer with each moment they listen. There's one more way you can partner with us, too. Would you prayerfully consider financially supporting Worship Life Radio? Every amount given, no matter the size, will be used to spread the gospel message, and we're so grateful for it. You can find out more and donate securely online at CalvarySanClemente.org. Just click on Give. Thanks for partnering with us here at Worship Life Radio. Do you live in the San Clemente area? If so, we'd love to have you join us for worship at Calvary Chapel San Clemente. We meet every Sunday at 8 and 10 a.m., and we have a Bible study on Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. that you're welcome to be a part of, too. Come for a time of singing praises, learning from the Bible, and being with your brothers and sisters in Christ. If you can't come in person just yet, that's okay. You can still be a part of our church online through our website. Find out more at CalvarySanClemente.org. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for tuning in, and be sure to join us next time for another edition of worship life radio
1: every one of us is on a journey of grace god wants you to be free and full of joy pastor holland's message series a journey of grace will help you discover how to live the abundant life that jesus promises to give you today order your personal copy of a journey of grace at worshipliferadio.com